Hello and welcome to episode seven of the WNBL show. Joining me riding shotgun today is Tiff Mitchell from the Melbourne Boomers. Welcome, Tiff. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great <laughs> to have you here. Um, you are having an incredible season personally and as a team with the Boomers. So looking forward to chatting a bit more about that. Also today we're going to be joined by Keely Froling from the Sydney Flames. Sydney are hot after their first win at the weekend. Can you imagine what the reactions, relief, excitement would have been after that game? No, for sure. Um, I know they were looking for that first win um, and they have to face Benigo again and then us. So I guess they have some type of momentum going into these next two games. Yeah, there's uh, lots of action coming up this weekend. We'll also reflect on the round that was because there was some massive results, lots that happened. It always feels like a long round when the mm-hmm. first game's Wednesday. Yeah. And then it finishes, you know, Sunday. Mm. So love that though. Non-stop Signet WNBL action. But Tiff, you are having another wonderful season back in the WNBL for your second campaign after winning the championship last year. Was it an easy decision to come back? Um, Yes and no. Honestly, if I was to play overseas, um, you know, this was going to be the team that I chose to come play for. Um, I think the way, uh, you know, the Boomers run things very very professional, um, one of the most professional teams I've ever been a part of. Um, so it was a pretty easy decision um, once I knew I wanted to come back overseas. So you guys had a great win first up in Perth. Um, we know there's been a lot of changes over the off-season and then there was a bit of adversity. So you lost Tess Madgen, you mm-hmm. skipped a surgery, Lily Scanlon injured, you head back over to Perth, you get a win, mainly thanks to you. You're incredible in that game. But how big was that confidence-wise to go on the road and get a win first up? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, all the attention was on us um, that game just because it was a repeat of the finals match last year. Um, So, like I said, with the adversity that we met, uh, we had early on um, and then also, you know, losing Ezie, L.A., entering Olivia um, and Wally. I guess everyone was trying to see, you know, how we'll, you know, match up against Perth. So I think um, we played really well and it was great um, sign, you know, and that we were down people. What is it like or what's the difference between, say, Coach Guy Malloy last season who led you to a championship and then Chris Lucas, who's the most <laughs> most, experience, most experienced, um, you know, one of the most experienced coaches in the league? Um, talk me through the differences. Yeah, um, I think Guy and, and Chris are pretty similar but different. Um, I guess it kind of depends on what actually is happening um, in the situation um, where you see the two different personalities come out or the same personality, honestly. Um, but Chris is great. I think, you know, he has a his hands full with, you know, coming to, you know, the, re- the returning um, champion. So I think, you know, we're just trying to get used to, you know, his playing style, um, integrating all of our pieces and how that's going to work under his system. And, uh, yeah, I mean, him and Guy are pretty similar with, you know, kind of just straight to the point, um, yeah. pretty stern and just not a lot of, um, I guess, fluff. <laughs> no, no fluff. Yeah. But I feel like Chris is a bit of a caramello koala. Do you know that chocolate? <laughs> No. Okay, so we're going to get you to – I don't have any here for you to try, but we'll get some Aussie treats to you. Okay, so like a chocolate koala, mm-hmm. so hard on the outside, and then when you bite in, it's all gooey caramel. Oh, that is definitely him. Do you reckon man. that's yeah, Chris? So that is Chris. Um, I actually call him CJ, so that's like one of his little stories that he tells, like one of our first practices. Um, I just kind of asked him his middle name. Um, so it starts with a J. So from here on, I rarely call him Chris, actually. I just call him CJ. CJ. 
So when you see him, call him CJ. Okay, I am so doing it. From nobody except me, but no, I won't take it from me. (laughs) Just call him CJ next time. It's a very unlike Chris nickname. Exactly, CJ, isn't it? Because he's sort of Chris Lucas, Mm -hmm. and you're softening him up with CJ a little bit. You know, breathe, laugh. You know, have a good time. Make him a bit (laughs) straight. Now he's in Melbourne from Adelaide. Um, so good. And then I want to ask you about Wally too because oh. she played on the opposition last year at Flyers. Gee, it must be nice having her as a teammate. Wally's great. Like I said, um, last year was a terror going against her because I knew the defensive energy that she brings, um, you know, on the court always, even on offense, um, you know, her pushing the ball. Um, we were playing against her. It was definitely tough, you know, trying to stay in front of her. So it's great that, you know, now we're on the same team. Um, and hopefully, you know, we give the other teams the terror that I had last year. <laughs> Did you watch much of the World Cup? Um, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the game just because of the time difference um, mm. back in the States. But I kind of saw highlights and stuff here and there. Yeah. yeah. You'd be on sort of Kayla, Wally, mm. Tess Watch. But then you'd yeah. have friends, I'm sure, in the US of team. Course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great times. Um, hey, I want to speak about all things U.S. basketball too, mm-hmm. because it was an incredible moment at yeah. the weekend with Brittany Griner finally released yeah. um, from prison in Russia. Um, take me through how you felt when you heard the news. How did you hear the news and how did you feel? Um, I think when I found out it was at night, it probably was like 12 p.m. here. Um, my mom texted me and she was like, BG's out of prison. And I was like, what? Like, I called her immediately. Um, and then, I, of course, I went straight to social media and just saw, you know, her being released and the video of her getting on the plane. And um, honestly, I got like chills. It was just surreal. I remember just talking about it last week with some of my teammates and just saying like how we're praying for her every day and just hopefully like she would get released and everything like that. So to actually see the news, um, to see her get on that plane and touching, you know, U.S. soil, uh, I couldn't help, you know, about, about shed a tear for her. Honestly, it's just amazing. And I'm glad she's home. What was the season like without BJ? Yeah, I mean, of course, it felt like a dark cloud over um, us while we were playing just because, you know, she's our sister. Um, she's everyone's family. And, you know, when she's hurt, you know, we're hurting for her because, you know, kind of felt helpless and can't do anything for her. But, uh, you know, things that we could do was just use our voice to keep, you know, asking for her release um, and then just writing her notes, you know, sending her prayers, um, you know, just trying to support her any way we know how just to keep her name um, in the forefront so people don't forget her Mm -hmm. um, because it's pretty hard, you know, when you're gone and away for 10 months. Um, you you don't know what she's thinking. So um, I think, you know, the WNBA um, and people at home did a great job just keeping her name out there and making sure, you know, we didn't forget her. I think someone who really led the way with that too is Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. I did an um, event with her in Sydney during the World Cup and she showed up, you know, during WNBA, yeah. during finals, during World Cup. Every day she showed up on social media, yeah. posting, you know, the days that BG had been detained. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's been an incredible showcase of of that platform social media can be. Absolutely. And I think it helped um, with aiding in her release. So I guess I'm just really glad she's home. I know she's glad she's home. She's back with her family for the holidays. Yeah. Um, And it's amazing. I was just reading a story before we were chatting off air um, Mm. and it was like, what's, what she's been doing since she's been reunited with her family since landing in the US. And um, she's in um, Texas at the moment. She's, she's got out and got a ball into her hands. Mm. The first thing she Mm. did was dunk. What? She has not touched a basketball for 10 months. 
That is so BG, isn't it? Yeah, that's impressive. But again, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. BG, I know she's missed the game. Uh, hopefully she takes the time yeah. um, and healing that she needs. And, you know, whenever she's ready to come back to the game, I'm sure we'll love her. And I think the first meal was like a smoked meats, you know, real Texan mm, yeah. feast. So barbecue action. Yeah, a bit yeah. of barbecue action. I'm sure that was so enjoyed. And um, thank you for chatting about it. I know we've got huge links with her in Australia, with mm-hmm. Sandy Brondello coaching her for a long time at Phoenix. Um, yeah. A lot of Aussies have played with her at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of you guys, you know, imports here mm-hmm. in the WNBL that have played with and against her in WNBA. So really wanted to pay tribute to BG today. Let's finish up with a bit more news before we move on to uh, a reflection of the round that was. We've got a new sign at Canberra, so they are bottom of the ladder and yet to get a win, but Alison Schwagmeyer Belger has signed with them. She's returning to the WNBL for a fifth season. She played four at Perth and one at Sydney and was just a star of this competition. So um, I just love that she's on her way back in and that's some great news um, for Canberra. So I think she might have arrived at the weekend and um, that's going to give Canberra a real boost when they've had injuries to bring in a stud, mm-hmm. someone that's been successful in, in the league that you would think will give them a real morale boost. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, she comes in and helps them out, like you said, um, and gets camera going. Well, let's have a reflection now on the round that was. Let's whiz back to last Wednesday because it was the Boomers and Townsville in an incredible game. It was tough, wasn't it? That I was am so still physical. Recovering <laughs> from so that game. 84 to 78. Townsville <laughs> had your measure, I guess, defensively in the first half. But when I say you came out in the third quarter, I actually mean you, Tiff, because what did. What what happened? Did you have a snack at halftime? I mean, you came out and took Melbourne on your shoulders and um, got you guys back into the game, reeled the lead in, and then um, you, you took the advantage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just kind of put it on myself to, to step up. I think mean, well, the game we were playing um, in the first half wasn't Boomers basketball. We had a lot of turnovers, me included. So um, I just, you know, took that in the second half to try to, you know, clean some things up and just be really sharp with what I was doing. Um, uh you know, making my shots, getting getting my teammates open for their shots. And I think, you know, just turned my um, offense or defense into offense and just try to get going from there. It's a testament to Melbourne because I don't think many teams would have turnovers in the 20s and still win. <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, we had a, like 20, almost 20. 20? <laughs> I reckon it was in 20, the tw- 28. <laughs> Surely At not. At this point... <laughs> Uh, let's shine the light on Olivia Nelson Adota because I spoke to her post game on ESPN and it was such a nice moment because it was the night that she really broke through and had that breakout game in the yeah. WNBL. She's been threatening. It must have been great to see her really flourish on that night. Yeah, it was absolutely uh, massive for her confidence. Um, I think everyone's kind of been wanting her to show that. Uh, within the first game, second game, but people don't understand, you know, she's a rookie. Um, She's just coming off playing in L.A. and, you know, spotting minutes behind, you know, some really good post players um, in Los Angeles. So this is kind of her real first time, like, being on the court for long periods of time and also being adjusted to the WBL. It's another thing. So Mm. um, I think last game was huge for her. It was huge for us and um, and her confidence, and hopefully she can keep it rolling. Um, It was a great game, Um, a bit of a finals preview in terms of action, but also the teams. What about Townsville? They were banged oh, up. Yeah. Tiana Hawkins went off in the first few minutes with a rolled ankle. Yeah. Laura Nicholson hurt her neck. <laughs> Steph Reed got crunched. Um, it was they, it was all happening on their bench, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, we went to war, honestly, yeah. <laughs> at this point. I know Townsville has like the indigenous like war jerseys, but they actually took that um, 
literally <laughs> when they played us and we actually went to war with each other. So it definitely gave um, a finals feel, a finals feel. Um, but like I said, we kind of just stuck with it. You know, mm-hmm. we had enough on our team and on our side to kind of just pull through and push through, you know, all the pain and bumps and bruises that we were playing with as well. Yeah, it was a super game. Let's move on to Southside and Perth. You'd come out of Perth last week, so you've had a recent look at them. This was a super game too. Perth didn't have Sammy Whitcomb, which is a massive out, but they really lifted. It was a real team performance across the board. Lauren Jackson doing what LJ the GOAT does. Tell me, when you were growing up, did you watch idolize LJ like could you ever imagine you'd be playing in Australia against her no actually I've never thought that I mean once she retired I mean I thought that was it honestly um so I didn't get to play against her at all in the WNBA um and I definitely didn't think I would be playing in Australia against her now um just because she's one of the older players and I know she's an Australian great so I mean honestly it never crossed my mind um to think about playing her but when I remember our first game with the Flyers I was like damn that's crazy like I'm playing against Lauren Jackson you know I guess yeah. I have my um, you know little moment there but it's pretty cool you know that she's still Great, doing what it? she can yeah, right now um, we love the fan engagement across all the clubs in the competition and after this game in Perth um, you know she's had a tough tough night they've set up a table for her mm. courtside and the line was you know, oh, sideline yeah. right up to the back of um, the seating and, and out the door. Um, that's what it's all about. You know, you mm-hmm. guys obviously do a fantastic job at Melbourne with the fans after the games, but you must love being able to, you know, interact with them and, and how special for the kids. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about, honestly, the impact that, you know, we're having on a lot of these kids and, um, you know, they come to the game screaming and yelling for us. I mean, it's the least that we can do is stay after, you know, take some pictures, sign some autographs and like I said, they love it and, you know, we love it as well. What was it like when you f- first saw a little kid at a Boomers game wearing Mitchell? <laughs> no, yeah. So now they have, you know, the the teeth. The te- yeah, you got your merch I know. Too. I got my own merch. Okay. So go get the Tiffany Mitchell, you know, big head. <laughs> 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 big head tee. Honestly, I think that's so cool. You know, shout out to Adam for um, just kind of trying it out and seeing how it went. Yeah. Um, I think one couple weeks ago, um, they sold out. So it was really cool, honestly. You're when a they sellout. Come out after the game and <laughs> see the moment, like see the on the shirt um it was just really cool surreal moment um also with you know with the 25 jerseys with mitchell um those stickers on their face of me it's just it's kind of wild you know the impact that i'm having even in another country honestly that is the impact you're having one thing i've got an issue with i don't think the lashes (laughs) were long enough they were not long (laughs) enough on that t-shirt i did notice that no it's so great to see get them on it (laughs) accurate picture So Southside were 83 to 74 winners over Perth. Um, spoke about LJ, loved Lauren Scherf's game. Um, you've come up against her in a grand final series and then seen her recently as well. Love that battle between the two Laurens. Yeah. So um, that was super physical. Um, we are going to talk to Keely Froling soon, um, but Sydney got their first win, 90 to 82 winners over the Caps. No surprise, she stood up again as the captain. Shyla Hill had her best performance of the season. And I guess it's no surprise that, you know, Shyla found the basket and mm-hmm. Sydney were able to get some reward on the um, scoreboard. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of their offense runs through Shyla playing well, so I uh, definitely helped them um, get the win for sure. Jocelyn Willoughby has been good for them mm-hmm. settling in. Have you come up against her much in the WNBA? Um, A little bit. I think last year she was injured um, for New York, but I also played against her when we were in Israel. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so she's, she's a tough guard for yeah. sure. Um, 
very aggressive. Uh, she does a little bit of everything well. So I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup. It's a good fit in this league as an import, isn't yeah. it? But mm-hmm. just having those sort of skills as a guard or it's sort of a, a big, yeah. big guard. Being or, able to be versatile, um, I 100%. think helps you really well um, as a guard or a forward. Just being able to play, you know, multiple positions, I think is kind of what makes you be successful here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, now, I guess the positive for Canberra, they had five players in double figures. As I mentioned earlier, they bring in um, Alison Chagmire, Belgia. So that's a that's a big boost in every mm-hmm. aspect. Nicole Munger, um, import in NBL 1 East, gets her opportunity when the Caps lose an import. She had a fantastic game at the weekend. Sometimes all you need is an opportunity and a mm-hmm. chance, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that next up mentality um i think works for everybody and just you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready now um let's finish off our saturday action townsville and southside had their second games of the weekend townsville coming out on top 82 79 this was a super super game townsville was so good it was a huge win for them in the context of losing two guys Mm -hmm. earlier in the round um carly samuelson um was exceptional particularly from the three she put up some massive shots again another player you would know Mm -hmm. plenty about and um another import doing their thing in this comp yeah um i think if the last your last name is samuelson you know how to shoot threes so i mean her, (laughs) her sister all the samuelson sisters are um pretty good behind the line Lauren Nicholson too um, on fire. The neck seemed to bounce back, mm. but she's she's a gun, isn't she? Like oh, yeah. you've seen a bit of Lauren Nicholson now, and mm. she's just having an incredible season. Um, and then let's finish with Bendigo, who remain undefeated. They are um, six and O after defeating Adelaide in Mildura um, in regional Victoria. You guys head up to Gippsland again soon. You're looking forward to getting back out in the regional Victorian community. Yeah, Gibson was great. Um, we spent like a week out there, um, you know, just having camps and, you know, having dialogues with different um, kids, younger kids. Um, so it was pretty cool just to go back out there and see, you know, the um, community. Now, Bendigo were without Meg McKay, who had a wedding, and Abby Werung, who was sick. They still came away with a 84 to 75 win. Kelsey Griffin, player of the week with 30 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Now, she might be the greatest import we've ever had in this mm. league, but she's an Australian now. I mean, right. this is the impact that yeah. this league in Australia has on <laughs> Americans, right? That you become naturalised. <laughs> Could it ever be on the cards for you, Tiff? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I think have maybe to... that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look into it. <laughs> what, um, what you've seen of Kelsey Griffin, how would you describe her as a player or a competitor? Oh, I mean, she definitely gets after it. She is a great competitor. I think everybody on Bendigo um, competes, um, you know, day in and day out, which is making them such a great team um, because none of them take plays off. So um, they probably have about three, four people that are averaging, you know, double figure rebounds. So that's just a testament to, um, you know, how hard they play and how, you know, how they work after the boards. But, uh, you know, Kelsey Griffin, like she's pretty versatile as well and can play a lot of different positions, um, which creates a lot of mismatches for teams. So I think that's kind of, you know, where she's excelled and she's taken advantage of it. Now, you don't play Benigo till next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gen 8, but that's going to be so exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's good for us that we get some games under our belts before we go against, um, you know, them and they're a bit uh probably the best test for us at the moment right now, um, just to kind of see where we stand and, and stack up against them. So, you know, like I said, 
it's good that we have some games leading up to that. Because did they take the series against you last season? <laughs> Sorry, well, girl. thank you for mentioning it, but they <laughs> no, did but actually. Obviously, yeah. a different. It's a different <laughs> Bendigo team, though. That's why I say it. Because like, obviously, last year they just missed out on finals, but they seem to bring their best against you guys. No, I know that we are everyone's target, honestly. So oh. we're going to get everyone's best game, and we should know that going into every single game. So um, right now, you know, the target is Bendigo. Like we're searching after them. They're in the top spots. So um, it'll be fun. Also, I like you putting the attention on them. Mm-hmm. Everyone go after Bendigo, yeah. not us. No, no. It's that way. The traffic's that Bendigo. way. It's that it's way. Bendigo, not us. Hey, I'm loving your insights on the league, on the players. I'm going to put a challenge out to you. I want to know who are your top three players of the WNBL this season? And they have to be Australians because I'm going to come back at you with a list. Okay. So do you want to start at number three and work up to your top number one player? Just one little rule, ding, ding, ding. They can't all be boomers. They can't all be boomers. No, but two can be. Two can. (laughs) Solid. Easy enough. Okay, so coming in at three on Tiff Mitchell's best players in WNBL 23 is... Christy Wallace. Christy Wallace. Okay, why Christy Wallace? I think um, what she's able to do for our team um, is just in, unmeasurable. Um, you know, she played both ends of the ball. Um, she doesn't sub a lot. Um, she's in the game for a long period of time and is still very productive. So um, I think, you know, just her efficiency on and off the ball has helped us measures, which puts her at number three. Coming in at number two. Kelsey Griffin. <laughs> for what you just said, give us, a, give us a remix of why Kelsey Griffin. Um, yeah, like I said, she's just really versatile. Um, she's a mismatch from hell. I mean, you switch a, a post player switch off on her. You know, you know, she can shoot the three. A guard, a smaller guard switches off on her. Um, you know, she's able to take it to the paint, to the paint, um, post up. And I think the players that she have around her and able to, you know, contribute and still be pretty efficient on her end um, is, is pretty good and impressive. And coming in at number one on Tiff Mitchell's top three players of WNBL 23. <laughs> Kayla George. Kayla George! <laughs> captain, my captain. Absolutely. Um, Kayla is an absolute legend in this league. Um, she's already broken records, rebound records, scoring records, um, and continued climbing. Um, and, like, she just hasn't dropped off, you know, from playing for so long and in this league for such a long time. Um, she's doing a great job, you know, leading us. I'm proud of her. And, you know, it's a lot more to come from Kayla. She's closing in on the a rebounds all-time list too, closing in on Rachel Spawn. Yeah. I think she was 250 behind at the start of last round. Mm-hmm. So um, she's coming. She's coming. She's Watch coming. out. Watch out. <laughs> okay, I might do a list. Okay. I'm going to go my top three imports of WNBL 23. Do you right. want to ask me the questions? Do you want to swap roles? Okay. So I've interviewed you a lot, Tiff, mainly after games, yeah. but you can ask me the I questions now. Okay. So coming in at number three, who is your number three import at the moment? My number three import at the moment is Kayla Thornton from the Southside Fires. And why is it? Four letters for you. Start. Okay. <laughs> now, I knew she was going to be good, right? She's yeah. a starter in the WNBA, mm-hmm. but the first couple of seconds of Southside's first game of the season against Adelaide, I was like, wow. Yeah. She's good. Uh, she, she's at number three, though, because she's she's a starter in a team of studs. Yeah. 
So I've got context on all my picks. <laughs> okay. So number three, Calathon. Cool. All right. We move to number two. Number two is Tiana Hawkins from mm-hmm. the Townsville Fire. Um, been on fire from round one. Mm-hmm. So experienced. Yep. Um, it's what Townsville wanted in an import yeah. and what they've got. Um, she's been so tough at both ends of the floor. Um Townsville are a super team mm-hmm. and they're extremely well coached, but I think she's playing her role as an import to yeah. perfection. She's been great. And I she agree. also came back on after a rolled ankle. I know, which is, you know, she's tough too. Her partner <laughs> came down to, I was um, sideline on um, Wednesday night and her partner came down to the bench like, you okay, boo, you okay? And I'm like in between going, T, yeah, your partner just got, yeah, yeah, you okay? Cool. Have to make sure she's good. Yeah, it was all good. <laughs> All right, that leads us to number one. Who is your number one import at the moment? Jumro? My number one import in WNBL 23 is you, Tiffany Mitchell. Oh, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Not just saying it because you're here, but I think um, you're incredible last season. Um, I actually had you as my number one player. Mm. I think in the first half, my players of this season, mm-hmm. and it's definitely the same ranking for you at the moment. Um, you're just so tough. Every time the ball gets in your hands, I never think you're going to miss. Oh, I like, and I you, really <laughs> <laughs> you really do. You really do. And just so clutch. Like, we talked about Perth mm-hmm. round one over there, you know, tough circumstances. You just fired up and Mm. then you did the same against Townsville in the third quarter and um, I love when imports come back too Mm. so Tiff you're number one thank you oh that means a lot (laughs) (laughs) all right let's look ahead to the round coming up it is round six it's kind of flown Mm -hmm. yeah we're moving we are moving fast it starts Wednesday night Bendigo Spirit hosting Sydney Flames in Bendigo can't wait for Bendigo to have a home game showcased on ESPN it will be fabulous so we've got Bendigo undefeated we've got Sydney with their first win Mm. do you think this could be closer than what it looks on paper yeah, I mean, anybody can be beaten um, any day in this league. So I think, you know, Benigo's still going to have to compete against Sydney. And, you know, Sydney's already played them two times, so they should know um, a little bit their tendencies and, you know, what is about to happen in that game. So uh, I think it'll be a good match. I'm also anticipating like a banging of heads between oh. Keely and Alicia Froling. <laughs> the sister-sister matchup. Oh. Yeah, we'll be tuned in. It, we will for sure. <laughs> ESPN 5.30. Um, we move on now to Friday night action. Sydney are back um, at home and they're hosting you guys, the Melbourne Boomers. Um, you're on the road. You've been to Perth a few times, but yeah. now you get to go to Sydney. And mm-hmm. as you've spoken about during the show, you know, you're not going to be taking them or anyone lightly. Right. Um, we definitely are preparing for them. Like we're playing, you know, the top team as if we're playing Benigo, honestly. So, um, yeah, we're just ready for that that match and excited to get out to Sydney. It's going to be a super game Friday night. And then we move on to Saturday action. This one is going to be a good one. Up in Townsville, the Fire back home, they're hosting the Perth Lynx. Mm. I think Perth have been much improved since round one. Didn't yeah. have a great, sh- well, they had a terrible shooting night against mm. you yeah. two weeks ago. But what did you what, think of Perth um, mm. on your most recent trip there? Yeah, I mean, they're a sneaky team. Um, I think we can slip in, you know, get some wins um, against some really good teams um, if they don't come to play. So I think, you know, Perth is still trying to find their footing just a little bit and kind of, you know, what works for them. So, um, yeah, like I said, they're pretty sneaky. you got to watch out for them. I think they'll take a lot out of the fact that they put up a great team performance against mm-hmm. the Flyers without Sammy. Yeah. 
I mean, she's just their heart and soul, right. their captain, their best player. She was unwell. Hopefully she's um, feeling good and, and on this road trip. And then just back to Townsville. I mean, mm. what did you make of them? Um, we've got a New Year's Eve game coming up in Townsville, yeah. but they've obviously had two um, very narrow losses to Bendigo and then you guys um, by just a matter of points. What What's yeah. your sort of overall take on the fire? Um, I mean, they're just really aggressive. I think, you know, they get after you, they get after the ball. Um, you know, they're denying you, they're in passing lanes, they're bumping you, you know, any opportunity that you get, you know, clogging the lanes, running you off the line. So, um, I think, you know, defensively, you're definitely going to get, um, your best match with them. Um, and they have a lot of, you know, offensive threats as well. So just containing, you know, Steph and, um, you know, Nicholson shooting and getting downhill, but you also got the outside presence of, you know, Tiana being able to shoot the three, um, Carly being able to shoot the three mm. as well. So, I mean, they're pretty um, real well-rounded. Uh, well yeah. um, so it's kind of hard to just hone in on one on one person, um, which makes them really difficult to guard. Michaela Roof, I should mention too. Oh, yeah. She was super yeah, yeah. against Absolutely. you guys. Yeah. How, how could I forget? <laughs> right, but no, she did get injured against Southside. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's four. They, they <laughs> had a lot going on on that bench last Down week. Right, now. <laughs> right? Uh, Hopefully Michaela is okay and we'll be back in action this weekend as we move on to Sunday games to round out what is a massive round six. We've got the UC Capitals at home against the Flyers. They'll uh, hopefully welcome in Schwaggy. Mm -hmm. uh, she'll have her swag out there mm -hmm. doing her thing in front of the home crowd. Crowd. Flyers, um, they've had a tough win over Perth, but then fallen to Townsville. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of expectations on a team like that when you've got Lauren Jackson, you've got Kayla Thornton, you've mm -hmm. retained a big core of your players who are Opals and yeah. um, are experienced. Um, how do you see them and, and can the Caps put up a good fight or can they even win this game at home? Yeah, I mean, I think they have a pretty big um, back or front court um, just with the size that they bring at all positions. I think that's probably why we struggled a little bit um, when we played them, just the size that they present uh, at every single position. So just being able to, I guess, move the ball against them, get them moving um, will benefit, you know, any team in this league. So I think that's probably um, what I'll take away from the Flyers. They're pretty aggressive as well. Um, but bump and hit you whenever opportunity comes. But <laughs> that's everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough league. Yeah. It's tough and physical. Um, caps at home, I think um, they can draw on last week. Great home crowd. They've also got Sydney another two times this month. So they've got to look at look at that first win and know they're mm -hmm. not far away. Um, we don't want winless teams in this comp. So I no. hope that's super yeah. close for the Caps. And then we finish off with a trip to Adelaide on a pleasant Sunday afternoon mm -hmm. as the Lightning host your Boomers. And uh, all signs are pointing to that it might be a very close game like you played them last time um, yeah. at Parkville. Yeah, they're absolutely a tough team and they have, you know, scoring weapons at every position as well. So um, I think, you know, Kristen is playing well, the rookie, and she's shooting the mm. lights out of the ball. Um, and I think, you know, Boles as well. Um, she's being able to curate. And I think, was she in Adelaide last year? I'm not sure. She played one game last mm -hmm. year. She's 18. Oh. Like, do you look at her and just oh, wow. go, wow. Yeah, your face yeah. light up, lit up there, I didn't know that. Right? Well, she's playing amazing, honestly. Yeah. And I think she's the boost that, you know, they needed. And it's kind of, you know, getting them going offensively. And she's kind of stepped up for them. So uh, it's pretty cool. You know, she's 18 doing that. Lauren Mansfield's had an incredible season after mm -hmm. crossing from Sydney to go back to Adelaide to her home state. Um, she's sinking down threes and just has a real pep in her step. Yeah. Um, how much can, you know, a change, like a change of environment, going home, those sort of factors have on a player, do you think, in terms of, you know, rediscovering form but, you know, refining their passion for the game again? Yeah, I think it does, you know, immeasurable um, 
amount for your confidence and also just, you know, being happy. I think, you know, your surrounding and who you're with and who you're around, you know, just better weather um, definitely just changes kind of how you feel and wanna, how you approach the game. So I think, you know, change of scenery um, is good for anybody. If it hasn't been working, you know, try something else. And, you know, her being at home, you know, with people that are, you know, close to her and support um, that's closer to her. I think it's definitely helped her. Well, it's been a change of scenery for Sydney this mm-hmm. round, going from the losing list to the winner's list for the first time. <laughs> Let's catch up with one of their star players now. Well, it's happy times in Sydney this week after the Flames notched their first W of WNBL 23. So it's only fitting that we welcome their captain to the show. Hello, Kelly Froling. I haven't seen a grin this big in a while. How are you? Hi, guys. Um, Obviously really excited, happy and just relieved, I think. So relieved because you've been thereabouts. We knew that somebody was going to come away happy on Saturday night playing a fellow winless side in the Caps. Did you just exhale when the buzzer went and was it just a huge sigh of relief? Yeah, I think it was relief and then also reward for our hard work. And like you said, we've been really close in a lot of games and um, we've been right there and it's probably been you know, five minutes or a quarter that we haven't played our best basketball that has cost us some games. So it was it was really nice to get that um, win under our belt and now hopefully we can build on that. Bit of disappointment after losing to Bendigo the Sunday before. Uh, I know Shyla did the post-game interview and you could see and feel and hear the disappointment from her about the performance. What did you guys talk about um, during the week leading into the game against Canberra? Yeah, we had a lot of focuses from that game and it's really been since game one. But I think for us, um, we're a defensive team and we know um, we had to work on a lot of things defensively. And then, you know, it's the other thing as well, rebounding 50-50 balls and getting through plays and getting the right shot. And just on Shyla, she's been threatening and she came to the fore um, on Saturday against Canberra. How good was it for her to put up the performance she did and finally get some reward with her shots? Yeah, it was awesome and great to see. Obviously, she puts in a lot of hard work and her shot hasn't been dropping along with a lot of us. So um, it was great for her to get that confidence and I think now we can build on it. And um, as a team, we shot the best we have on that game in that game. So hopefully now we build on that. So two big games coming up this round. You're off to Bendigo Wednesday night for the ESPN game against the Spirit. Um, have you got a bit of confidence now? You've Can you knock them off? I mean, they're undefeated. Um, Have you got confidence that you can get the job done? Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, you know, I think anyone in this league on any day can beat any team and um, Bendigo have obviously started really well, but we know that we can get them if we play how we want to play. So um, we take a lot of confidence from that game, but also um, the games before we've played them twice already. So we know that um, little things that we've done in those games, if we can string those together for 40 minutes, then um, we should make it a really good contest. Tiff, do you have any siblings? I have an older brother, yeah. Competitive between you two? Um, we were younger, yes. He doesn't play anymore, so. <laughs> so you can imagine what it's been like, Keely and Alicia's whole life yeah. as twins. Uh, Froling v Froling comes up again Wednesday night. Alicia's in some good form herself for Bendigo. Has there been a bit of, bit of chit-chat between you two lately? Um, not too much, actually. Uh, you know, after the games, I think. But we keep it pretty chill. Um, and we don't try to talk too much basketball because Alicia annoys me too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, has it been good to see her run into a bit of form? Obviously, Bendigo have got a spread of contributors, but over the last two weeks, she's really come in and, and made an immediate impact. 
yeah, it's been awesome to see. Obviously not against us. You don't want to see that. But um, in all the other games, it's been great. And I think, you know, she's had a really rough run these last couple of years and to switch to her left hand is uh, phenomenal. Like if I did that, I'd just have to retire basketball. Um, <laughs> so um, it's been awesome for her and to see her getting some confidence back and playing well is great. Just not against us on Wednesday, please. Now, last week, Tiff, in your chair was your teammate, Mia Murray. We spoke to her about the sibling rivalry with her brother, Brad, who plays for Melbourne United. And we were talking to Izzy Borlace from Adelaide about her family. And then we were talking about the Frolings and how competitive and crazy they are. We're talking about having a round robin table tennis match Mm -hmm. because they'll go bananas for table tennis. (laughs) Keely, what are your thoughts on a round robin between the three families, and what could we expect from the twins? Um, I think Mia was absolutely spot on with what she said, is that tables will be broken, rackets will be thrown, but I'm all here for it. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe on sort of neutral territory at Jay and Shane Froll's house in Townsville, I think Froling's could host at Fortress. Yeah, I think so. Froling. Uh, Jenny Froling will put on a massive feast for us. Oh, the sandwiches. Yeah. yeah um, sandwiches, lasagna. Chicken lasagna. Always, always. Tiff's going to come just yeah, for the yeah. chicken lasagna. I'll just come to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch the rackets be broken. Yeah. <laughs> now, we'll be watching this weekend as your teams play each other. Sydney, Melbourne, always a rivalry between all Sydney and Melbourne sporting teams, the cities. Tiff, you guys have been rolling, but you'll certainly be well aware of Sydney and what they're capable of doing, particularly with their tails up after that first W. Yeah, I mean, like like uh, Kelly said, just they're playing well right now. So we never, anybody can be beat um, any day. So we're definitely not going into the match, um, you know, underestimating anyone. So, you know, we just have to play our game, what we've been playing all year, and then hopefully, you know, come out with the win. Kelly, how are you going to stop Tiff? Because she's in unbelievable form this season. Boomers are going great guns too, but there's going to be some great battles inside and, and also the guards matchups. Yeah, Tiff's been incredible and I'm glad I don't have to guard her. So I think that'll be um, maybe Jocelyn and Kira's job to <laughs> guard there. And um, But yeah, I think across the board, there's going to be a lot of great matchups and it'll be a fun game. And just finally, some more great news out of Sydney the last week or so. You've got a new um, president at the Flames. Her name is Victoria Denholm. She's part of the ownership group. How great is it to have a female president? Yeah, it's incredible. And to have Vic on board, um, she loves the game. She loves the Flames. And what um, the club is doing for us behind the scenes is just phenomenal. And I think they're really building um, something really special and it's great. Well, she'll be there courtside Friday night as... Sydney and Melbourne face off. Keely, thank you so much for your time. Great to see the Flames finally get some reward. I know there were some big smiles and, um, yeah, big gasps of relief after Mm -hmm. that. So here's to many more wins in WNBL 23. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Tiff, this has been super fun. Thanks for stopping by. Well, because you've got a big road trip, so this has kind of been a detour before your before your big weekend to Sydney and Adelaide. No, yeah, thanks for having me. It was great chatting with you um, and talking basketball. And I love the list. Yeah. You do, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you did good. <laughs> Thank well, you. Maybe you could come back again, and we'll do another list game. I got you. We can come back next year and 
revamp our list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Next, this season, this, uh, would you come back again? Like, oh, yeah. Sorry. Next, Unless you want to come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe come back before you play Bendigo. Exactly. And then, Kelsey, I'm taking her off the list. No, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> and also, before we go, can you're, you're an athlete. You're flexible. You're a machine. Can you point your toes up to your camera? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see my Crocs. I'll just take them off. Oh, yeah. Take them off. These are drippy. Where's this right here? What size shoe are you? I'm a nine and a half men. So if anyone wants to send me some sneakers, Slide. go ahead or Crocs, Damn. anything. Any brand opportunities, please. Hit me up. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> Got some champagne. They're bottle. cool. <laughs> but you have to wear socks under them in the current Melbourne climate, I right? No, the, the weather has been doing me dirty since I got here. <laughs> so I'm a little upset. Hey, at least you're not um, Marina, Maybury and Jackie Young. Um, Sign up for a hot girl Perth summer and got relocated to Ballarat for six weeks. That, they got done a dirty rough, by COVID. Yeah. yeah, and by the WA border. Anyway, um, thank you so much for coming in. It's been so fun. Good luck this weekend. It's going to be a massive double. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for another big edition of the WNBL show. Thank you.